Good afternoon, Kat. Good afternoon, Shelley. How are you going? Yeah, I'm good. This is our first uh, podcast for 2024 and we have upgraded uh, to now have uh, camera footage of us in the podcast. Uh, which is and I've like got a, a microphone. I think and a proper microphone. That my sound sounds okay. Yeah, excellent. So um, the only downside of that is now we kind of have to get out of our pajamas uh, to do our podcasts and uh, look semi-presentable. <laughs> so anyway, what topic are we doing today, Kat? So I thought that it'd be really interesting if we did a podcast talking to someone who's learning to write as an adult. Excellent. And who do we have here? <laughs> so I have dragged Sam along. So Sam's my partner and she got on a horse for the first time July. in July last year. So she's been riding for just over six months. Yeah. And I thought it'd be fun to drag her along, much to her disgust, to have yeah. a chat today. It's great to see you, Sam. And thank you for joining Kat and I on our podcast. <laughs> no problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I think the topic of, you know, adults learning to ride is something we need to talk about. Um, however, I also want to put my hand up and say it's a continuous process because as you get older and whether you rode as a child and you come back to riding when you're older, you have to learn to ride again. I remember being confronted. So I had six-year break between um, getting on a horse again from the last time I'd got on a horse and it was really interesting how alien I felt. I remember my memory was that I felt, you know, at one with the yeah. horse and how separated I felt. And then funniest thing, when I jumped off, I actually fell over because I'd actually pulled the ligaments in my ankles so much they um, they got overstretched. So I had oh, wow. for six months I had to strap my ankles um, to get them physically good for horse riding again. But then as you get older, your body's always continually changing, especially you get sick, you have an injury, you just get older, your body changes. It's like a continual readjustment or a recalibration of your balance and strength. Yeah, definitely. Good topic. So, All right. Yeah. Tell us. How, tell us, how, how did you start riding? What did you do to start with? Well, I I always wanted to ride once Kat came into my life um, and I didn't really know where to start. So I found a riding school that I went to once a week. Um, yes. It was a bit challenging because I only spent 15 minutes on a horse once a week. And it was really hard to get experience in that very short period of time. Um, so I kept doing that for a while. And then I ended up buying a horse and bringing her home. Um, yes. And she was a bit green. Her name's Bonnie. Um, so Bonnie then, is a 14-1 hand-high quarter horse. Um, and she's pretty cool. So she was ridden by a kid for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, so she's pretty unflappable and doesn't care about much, but she's also got a bit of a attitude where if she doesn't want to do something, she won't. Yeah, okay. So she's had a bit of kid training. Yeah. <laughs> I bless her. Yeah. And so, so getting her has been an experience. Yeah, I bet it <laughs> I, is. Yeah. So can we go back to the writing school? Because I thought think that is a really great idea to actually go to a writing school and 
clock up some minutes or some kilometers in the saddle before you go and get your own horse. Now you've been lucky. You, um, Kat did a lot, you and Kat did a lot of searching around for an appropriate horse for you, but just having that time of being able to sit on a horse that, you know, in a situation to actually let your body learn, um, how to feel the horse through it. First of all, can I ask you, was it a, was it a hard experience finding a riding school that had a suitable school horse? It was, um, and also finding one as an adult. So everywhere I kind of rung, they, and I said I was an adult and I wanted to learn to ride. There was a lot of resistance to that. There was a lot of why, why are you learning to ride? And you're like, oh, you're, you're 28 years old. Oh, okay. Um, there was just a lot of opinions in regards to it. Yeah. But I okay. found somewhere and I felt like I would just be surrounded by kids, which I was when I went there. Yeah. Which is daunting as well. Um, but I had some private lessons, um, expensive, which I expected. Yeah. And and but I had some private lessons and I got some experience which was really helpful I just did a lot of work in the round yard riding Mm -hmm. but then it was really good to step up from that I had friends and people around me that I could go and jump on one of their horses every now and then yeah and that was fantastic such a great opportunity as well so yeah cool so I suppose the um, difficulty you had with the riding schools that they had ponies that were ready there for, for kids but not uh, a, a size appropriate horse for an yeah. adult can you yeah. tell me about that horse that you rode um, that you're able to find yeah so there were only two horses that I was able to ride at the school that I was at um what was the breed of the big white one I was on the big gray Persia on cross yeah, yeah. beautiful yeah, yeah. It was about 16 hand maybe no yeah about 16 hand um and the other horse I had was quite similar as well mm, and the other one was much older and probably a bit shorter yeah maybe not as size appropriate yeah yeah okay so you really so it was limited choice so that's that's I think finding a horse even at a riding school that's beginner proof that's big enough for an adult so that's really hard yeah and also they gave me a weight limit they're like you've got to be under a certain weight to be able to ride as well and I'm like well that weight limit you're saying actually cuts off a lot of people who might want to be able to ride yeah that true. and ride yeah um, that was a bit tricky as well so yeah there weren't a lot of horses there that I could ride yeah so fitting me into if I wanted to go into group lessons mm-hmm. that was really hard because you'd put me in an adult group lesson but then you've got seven adults and you don't have seven horses that can <laughs> that's right everyone's kind adults. of fitted so I can see mm-hmm. this is tricky yeah. okay this is tricky yeah. it does sound though like a nice Percheron cross with a nice strong back whatever yeah. it's, it is you know it was good to find a riding school that had such a horse but yeah just all the limitations of it yeah definitely absolutely I think it got a bit tricky so Sam and I have been doing a bit of travel I was living in Victoria and she was living here so we'd spend sort of half our time up and back so to then to be able to find a riding school that could give her lessons when she wasn't around all the time that's okay. why we ended up buying yeah. a horse of our own is because yeah. she had to be able to commit to a school term worth of lessons of course and you we weren't there so another complexity for the adult rider that's that's yeah. learned so not only finding a school that had appropriate horse um yeah, and then the complexity as well with the timing of how they run their lessons and stuff like that. Yeah, and also around work as well, which is so challenging. Yeah. Adults work. Yeah. Um, and they don't just have school holidays like everyone else does. So, yeah, yeah there's 
lots of layers to it. I guess I found a really challenging layer. When you're a kid, you're not usually paying for these sorts of things. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but when you're on the horse and you're like, I'm paying a lot of money to be on this horse. Yes. Kind of that pressure at the back of your mind being like, you got to get the most out of this. you got to um, yeah. be this because you're paying a lot of money for it. Okay. So extra pressure on your shoulders as well. Yeah. yeah. Stress. Which I found really interesting. But yeah. Yeah. Can I ask how much were the lessons and how long? This is for the one-on-one. Can you remember how much they were and how long they went? We- I paid, I think it was $600 for four lessons on a horse. How long? Half an hour. Yeah. Half an hour began when you met the trainer. You went down to the yard, you grabbed your horse, you took it down to the round yard, you did your stirrups, you got on, and then you got off, and then you put your horse back all within half an hour. Oh, wow. That's not long at all. It was only really like 10, 15 minutes on the horse. So. Can I ask how uh, far did you get? So what did you get up to in terms of walking, turning, trotting, cantering? Yeah, walking, turning, trotting, and that's as far as I got. It was okay. a sitting trot and a rising trot in a round yard. Yeah, and did they have you on a lunge line at all? Started on the lunge line, yes, with an extract that you would hold on to. Yeah. Um, and they got me to the stage I had to do a rising trot without holding on at all before I got my reins back. Yeah. Um, I got to the stage at the end of my fourth lesson that I could do a rising trot with my reins in the round yard. Yeah. Well, that was quite, that was quite effective. I like how they started you on the lunge and you got to just get a little bit more balance before they handed you the reins. That was, uh, that was, that's good to hear. Yeah. Okay. So we can see all the challenges there. So um, (laughs) you could really ask her about so after these lessons, we went and tried a different riding school because okay. it fitted into the schedule a little easier. Ask her about that lesson. Okay. Tell me that, about that lesson, Sam. That was insane. So I got there and I had... You told them you hadn't ridden much? I told them I hadn't ridden much and I just tried a different riding school and I wanted to see how these guys were. So I had a private lesson. Um, so very easily she just kind of popped me, gave me a horse and she said, this one's yours, hopped a saddle on adjusted some stirrups, went into the arena that was set up uh, with jumps everywhere, so it was like a jump arena, and she said, okay, when you're ready, you can jump on, and she's just sort of walking around, and I'm like, can I have some help getting on? And she went, oh, yeah, no worries, helped me on, and she said, so what have you been learning? And I said, I've done some, like, walking and sitting trot and rising trot. She's like, okay, well, when you're ready and you feel comfortable, you can get going, and so I did, and I was let loose free range in this arena that I... (laughs) ridden in before and she said just try and go around the outside so I did as best I could um and I tried to keep him up in a rising trot and he's sort of straight too far into the middle from the edge of the arena and she's like you need to keep him on the edge of the arena otherwise he's going to jump over those jumps on you (laughs) (laughs) and I was like this is ridiculous this is crazy so yeah it was very different experience I didn't feel in control or safe um yeah I definitely didn't go back there again (laughs) yeah so do you think that was there a difference in the instructor did the instructor in the first case have more you felt more of an idea that you didn't have any control and the other instructor was a bit more maybe naive she was very carefree she was younger my instructor and everywhere I went at that first riding school I went to they were all about safety and procedures and this is how we do it yeah, um, but this writing school I went to, there wasn't really any of that. There were no boundaries. There was she just kind of she sat on her phone a little bit as they went around the arena, and there wasn't really much structure or anything like that. Yeah. To 
Okay, so there's another thing, the quality of the writing school that you yeah. go to. If that's the first place I went to for a writing lesson, I probably wouldn't have gotten into writing. <laughs> yeah, wow. Can I ask what was the price of that one? I think they were all very similar. That, yeah. that was a little bit cheaper. For the- no, I think it was the same price, but I think it was longer. Uh, yes, that was like a 45-minute lesson. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. for the same price as a half-hour lesson. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then... So then was we out of bought a pony. Yeah. <laughs> so how's um, that been going? And we've been looking for a pony for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we ended up going to look at one. And to me, the most important thing was finding something that was going to be the right temperament. That if something was to go wrong, it has to go wrong in the right way. Yeah. Okay. Does that make any sense? I don't know. No, no, it does. So you want a horse that might, if it gets a bit worried, just stops. Yeah. Or has a little bit more woe than go. Yeah, a bit more woe than go and something that is going to be able to take in its whole environment. It's not going to get spooky. Also, like if we go out in a group, something that's going to be like, I'm just going to stay with the group and plod along. I don't need to be out the front leading. I'm not going to get hot. Yeah, That's okay. So tell us about Bonnie. What? Tell us about her. Tell us about her, Sam. Tell us about her um, as a horse. Bonnie is a sweetheart. Um, I loved getting to know her once we bought her home. We're in a really fortunate position that we could buy a horse and take her home and that wasn't too much of a challenge for us. So we were super lucky in that way. Yeah. Um, she, she's very much... I feel like I'm the child riding her again because every time I ask her to do something, maybe she'll say no. And her no, like Catherine said, is to stop. So okay. there's been a lot of frustration in the first few months of riding. Yeah. But I'm really enjoying it. That's really You're good. Yeah. Kat is having a lot of fun riding her because yeah. she gets the crop on her and absolutely like, let's go. Yeah. Um, and Bonnie's like, oh, okay. So we've kind of phrased it in the way that once you tell her to get in her box, she's like, oh, okay, no worries. I'll, this is what I'll do then. And yeah. she'll so- it's, it's funny you say that. I just had a flashback to when I was learning to ride as a child and um, the pony that I was riding that, like, get this for occupational health and safety. So the wonderful lady who taught me to ride, when I rocked up for riding lessons, she had actually had a terrible accident from a horse a horse had jumped on her out of a truck and she'd done terrible damage to a leg so she couldn't walk so what she would do she put a blanket down in the middle of the um arena (laughs) and um I would ride around her like I think I was put on the lunge for the first time and then she just let me in this poor little old pony who had like slipper feet you know bless bless anyway I know sad so it was probably too sore to move anyway he would just progressively just drag me to the corner of the gate and then refuse to move yeah and I remember how traumatic that felt you know this horse just would not go in the line or just drag itself off and then it would make me have to escalate my pressure to make it and how uncomfortable that made me feel Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I can appreciate Bonnie putting on the brakes and saying no. <laughs> but this is exactly why we bought her, though. Um, yeah. And I'm 
remember that like some horses when they say no do very very different things they want you off their back they're gonna do whatever they can to do that but her no is just standing still and I'm like okay this is why I love you but this is also really frustrating yeah it's almost like Sam are you sure that's what she's saying to you we can just stand here yeah then you have to go yes and then she goes okay so I yeah frustration anywhere it won't. Now, I've, I've got to ask this. Did Kat teach you some groundwork and stuff before you rode her? What In what order did you do that or have you done that? Um, I don't know if you know the answer to this question, hence why you're asking. Yes. <laughs> Kat didn't teach me too much that's about That's not true. So that's before okay. we got Bonnie, Sam would catch Roger Sorry, bring yeah. Roger in and she could do circles with Roger and tie up, tie him up, mm-hmm. unrug, re-rug, Sorry, do I'll all probably, of that stuff. Yeah. That yeah. was before we even bought Bonnie. We bought Bonnie because I didn't feel that riding Roger was a good plan. Yeah, no, we know about um, Roger. And if you yeah. listen to this podcast and don't know about Roger, you can listen to Roger's own episode. <laughs> yeah, that was a good idea. But yeah, no, she, she, we did a little bit of that. Yeah. And then I think when the first time you came down, we went out and we did a little bit of groundwork yeah. in the cross country paddock, which might not have been the best place to start out with groundwork with Bonnie and yeah. Sam, but. Yeah, we took her out there. We did, I just had her in hand and we did like over some chumps and stuff and yeah, circle work and that, which was really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, but with Bonnie, I've kind of taken a step back because it's really hard trying to teach your partner to ride. And I also have this fear in my mind that if something happens and she falls off, she's never going to want to ride again. Oh, so you want to preserve that and let her make her own mistakes. <laughs> um, so I pretty much every time Sam rode until recently um, was in a lesson with someone else. So she had someone, lessons. Yeah, someone else was in control. Yeah. Because learning to ride is one thing. Teaching your partner to ride is completely yeah. Okay. Have you, there's so much anxiety with that yeah. as well. Teaching. Oh, her. okay. So a little bit more pressure. Yeah. 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 So enough. I probably didn't teach enough groundwork with Bonnie. Oh, look. I'm not going to. I think what's important when you're learning is that you you got to have a bit of a play around with everything. Yeah. You yeah. know, like you got to have a feel for it. There's nothing wrong with that. So yeah. But Sam also has access to some really cool people. So yeah. like, she's got to do some groundwork lessons with Zoe. Yeah. Um, and then we have done, more recently, we've done like a little bit of round yard work. And yeah, cool. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you're dabbling. Everything's a refinement and having a oh, bit of play around. That's totally allowed. Now I've got to ask you this question, Sam. So you were saying before that you've learned a number of things. This whole experience of learning to ride has, I, you know, has taught you a couple of things and you said there were four. Can you tell me what those four are? Uh, so I was just doing some reflecting in my own time and I and I'm like what have I learned from Bonnie what have I learned since getting her because I've learned so much but you can learn things but not actually know what you've learned yeah gather all this stuff and hold it to yourself but I've learned firstly that it's okay to try new things as an adult and learn something new um I feel like there was so there's so much pressure on that but there's not um it's okay to not be as good as those around you especially kids ah yes 
especially kids you can be around kids that are riding riding and they're doing so well and you're still like just walking around and trying to get your horse to stop and start but that's okay it really is because there's so much pressure of being an adult but that's not the case um and mistakes are just part of the process yeah Um, and also any experience you have where you might feel out of control on a horse or you get a little scared or something like that, that's one step closer to learning how to ride and handle that better. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I've had a couple of scares on Bonnie, but I'm like, well, that's just, I'm learning. That's me yeah. learning how to work through that. And yeah, it's a good mindset. On the stage, I'm going to have to learn how to fall off her, but then I'm going to learn that as well. It's all part of it. Yeah. Um, I've also learned that the frustration gets me nowhere. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a lot of frustration. If it gets me anywhere, it gets me to tears. So yeah. it's not helpful. Um, and the only thing to help that is just patience. Yeah. Just take so it can I ask on that, what type of things have frustrated you? Um, I guess my frustration is when she doesn't do what I ask. Okay. There's a reason for that though. There's but in the moment, things. in the moment, I'm like, she's not doing what I'm asking. Sometimes I go down the path of why have I bought this horse? What have I done? <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't helpful at the time when you're riding. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there's so many things that I can do. Like, well, we thought about it and talked to a few people, and maybe she's not moving when I ask her to because I'm not sitting on her right. Yeah. Maybe telling me that I'm not balanced enough on her, that I need to do something differently. Yeah, cool. Good way to look at it. Yeah, so I'm sure it's trying to tell me something and I've got to learn what that is. Yeah. So, yeah. I think we got frustrated a few weeks ago as well. So we do a lot of Sam will walk Bonnie around the arena and go around cones and stuff. But when we're trotting, we're struggling to keep her in trot. Yeah. So we're balancing that between walking, uh, trotting off lead and yep. then we trot her, I'll pony her off Roger. Yeah, so they trot along beside me. Just Have up. you tried like something that I find helps is um, popping you in the round yard and you work the horse from the ground to help the horse keep going just to allow you to, to clock up some kilometres in trot? Yeah, I think we will you. get to that stage. At the moment I'm not convinced that Bonnie wouldn't try and take someone's leg off on the round yard. Oh, okay. <laughs> you are. so I'm like we'll just get a little bit a few more miles and... yeah that's all right yeah fair yeah, enough yeah, yeah. fair enough yes, there's also frustration that then someone else might jump on Bonnie and she'll do exactly what they're telling her yeah and not you but I'm, like, but I'm still learning um and they might be doing something different that I'm not doing and I've just got to figure that out and that takes yeah. time so, yeah. yeah yeah I've also learned that riding learning to ride starts before you even get in the saddle yes tell me more I guess that's also where the frustration might be coming from is I I need to be more flexible I need to do more work in my body I need to be more balanced to I want to start this year is going to start doing some exercises and some pilates and some all those things to set me up before I even get in the saddle yeah and I tell you what pilates I'm always been impressed with Pilates about how effective it is and how fast it works. Did I ever tell you my Pilates story? No, tell the story. Okay, my Pilates story is I've got a dear friend called Katrin Kuntzner and she's got a business called um, Building the Core for a Better Ride, okay, and she's a, a really good horse trainer and coach but she's also a Pilates instructor and it's really good when your best friend is a Pilates instructor so um, when she started getting going of course she started classes and I of course went along 
And the classes were on Wednesday night, right? Now, the first thing the classes revealed was how pathetically terrible my core strength was. Katrina was really surprised because I rode a lot of horses, but it just showed I was riding a lot, but I actually wasn't using the right muscles, right? Anyway, so I struggled through that first Pilates session. Um, And then the next day, Thursday, I was very sore. (laughs) I can imagine. I was very sore, but it was nothing about what happened on Friday. On Friday, I had to have a day off work because (laughs) I literally could not move. It's a story. That's how bad my shape, my core was in. It was really, really um, confronting to find that out, but I thought so You probably also went into it like, I've got this, it'll be fine. I was fit. I considered myself fit. Um, I considered myself strong um, and it was very confronting to discover that I was actually compensating with the wrong muscles and it actually explained a lot. Anyway, so the next week, fear and intrepidation because I just can't have a day off work every week but I literally couldn't hardly breathe or move or anything. Don't you hate that when everything's so sore that it's just yeah not anyway. So I went along to the Wednesday class and it was like a tiny little bit better and this is a week in between right. The next day I was sore but on the Friday the following day I could go to work. I was really sore but I could go to work. Anyway the third week comes along and I'm able to do the Pilates workout. That's not too bad. And I'm a little bit sore the next day and I'm fine the day after. And it it really blew my way. And that was the last time I was sore from it. And it blew my mind that something that I just did once a week for an hour. And that involved. crazy to me. Yeah, that your body just adapts. Yeah, if you just stick to it. and, And anyway, then I started doing Pilates more frequently and adding it on. But the difference that it made to my ability to be really still in the saddle was amazing. Just that ability to stabilize my body better. Um, And it's why when I do just say um, I do confidence and trust challenges within my, my membership Facebook group, and it's the number one thing I get everyone to do every day is I get them to do Pilates every day, <laughs> just horrendous. a little bit. Yeah, so I use Katrin's online Pilates. She's got a week free um, that people can dial into and just get a taste of it, yeah. right? And I love Katrin. Katrin's my favourite Pilates instructor. I'm giving Katrin a big plug here because everyone else goes too hard too fast. Katrin's got a great way of introducing it, um, introducing that's not too deathly painful even though that goes to show you how bad I was (laughs) anyway and just doing that every day and it's so funny as people feel the improvement in the Pilates their confidence correlates it because I get them to do a confidence score so I match like we I get them to track themselves over a period of time and as their fitness and flexibility and feeling of strength increases so does their confidence so you know I've got a bit of evidence there that you know, that your core strength and working on that is so connected to how you feel in the saddle. So I totally recommend that. It was really interesting when we spent a week with Heidi in the new year, um, Sam was jumped on Larry and was riding him around and I couldn't work out why, well, it took me a little bit, when he walked, he was in like shoulder in. Oh, you must have been sitting a little. We're not sitting quite right. And I wonder if that's why body doesn't want to go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That whole thing. 
Yeah, it's really interesting to learn those things. And I had the opportunity to learn it by a different horse and for that horse to be like, well, you're actually not doing that right. Well, he just thought that she was asking something different. So he yeah, was more complicated, bless him. Yeah. But I just don't, body doesn't have those buttons. So she's just like, yeah. yeah. And my yeah. instinct is like, Bonnie doesn't know. Bonnie's not doing it right. Bonnie's yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, might not be Bonnie. No. Bonnie's <laughs> doing the best that she can. And there's probably a reason why yeah. she's not doing what you ask. Yeah, but the cool thing is, and there's that saying that horses are a mirror Mm -hmm. and there's lots of different ways you can do that and, you know, that that you can consider that particular statement. But, uh, and what can happen is that that's actually a really good thing that horses are like that because she'll change as you change. Yeah. Reflect back what information you're giving her. She will reflect it back. And that's my fourth point of what I've learned owning. Yeah, that was very cool. Is that they show you what you need to work on. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I can totally recommend Pilates and also stretching. Um, I've been doing a bit of a stretching program at the moment and I'm really impressed by um, by how that's going. And, again, how quickly you change. Like it really blows me away, but I've had to do a lot of work on my hip flexors and, and things like that. Um, yeah, but it, amazing the way your body will physically adapt when you give it something it needs to adapt to, how it does that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that was very cool. So, Kat, any final thoughts? Um, I think the only things that I will add is having regular lessons so that you've got someone that's going to keep you on track, keep you motivated and keep things sort of ticking along so you've got like a team to sort of support you. Yeah, Um, and that routine as well. Yeah, team to keep you on track. Yes. yes, life is really hard as adults. We get really busy. There's so yeah. much in our lives that it's easy to put horses towards the end of the list of things to do, yeah. and they never get to it. So, yep. having that consistency and making sure you're riding like once, twice, three times a week, whatever works the best for you, I think yep. is really important. And the people that can hold you accountable is even better. Yeah. yeah, true. Well, at least it's something that you guys can do together. That's yeah. yeah. This one holds me accountable at the time. <laughs> um, the other thing that not everyone may be able to do, but having someone that can get on your horse and give it a tuner. Yeah, it's sure they're kind of neat, yeah. are good and all the rest of it. It's really important when you're learning to ride because yeah. training a horse and learning to ride doesn't really go together always. No, and so having that support. So what you guys have really is the ideal. You found a lovely horse. <laughs> if she does get a bit of confused, she just stops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. but you're there just to smooth her over to be able to, like, do her job and not you're not regressing in any way. So it's an ideal situation. Yeah. yeah. But I, you could find that in an instructor. You could find that in a friend. There's lots yeah, of ways exactly. to find community. There's so many places. Yeah. 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 Well, I think this has been a really good topic because we've identified there's actually a bit of a need out there, people, for this. For adult riding horses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can kind of see now how I've come across person after person that I thought has been crazy. They've just gone out and bought a horse and they don't know how to ride. It's so hard to find Because of the difficulty. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Find the right community that will support you in the way you want to be supported. Yeah. Make it an enjoyable experience for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Good points. Thanks so much for joining us, Sam. No problem. Thank you. <laughs> and sharing all that. That was really helpful and really, yeah, really fascinating. Yeah. Nice. All righty, guys.
Bye. We'll wrap it up. See you later. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cantor Therapy. You can find us on Facebook on Cantor Therapy Podcast. And if you'd like to know more about me, Dr. Shelley Appleton, you can find out more about me on my website, calmwillingconfidenthorses.com.au. I'm on social media, Facebook, Dr. Shelley Appleton, Calm, Willing, Confident Horses. And I'm Kat. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Forenza Park Equine Services or Instagram at Forenza Park. If you would like to leave us a rating where you're listening to this podcast, we'd appreciate it. And we look forward to hearing from you.